Welcome to the series finale podcast, the only podcast where three Boston comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never, never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. Hey, are you ever going to update the description of the show from Boston comedians? To New York comedians? Ooh, maybe well, New we York don't wanna, City big shots. We don't want to lose our edge as uh, the tough. blue collar podcast. <laughs> <laughs> as tough, working class, everyday American guys. Of yeah, course. New York dudes got too many yuppies, so we got to stick to our blue collar roots. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, John Paul, we're in New York recording this right now. Yeah, we are here in the new studios here in uh, Astoria, a neighborhood in <laughs> Which Queens. is a major film area. So we're by the Kaufman Studios. We're meeting with network execs, getting ready for the TV <laughs> spinoff <laughs> of our podcast. Uh, yes. The offers are flying in. Unfortunately, though, after President Bing Bang Boom was kicked <laughs> out of China, he, t- <laughs> he took over as the CEO of uh, Kaufman. It Studios. turns out that he was actually he, the guy who took over for him is real bad. He's not nice to the Chinese Muslims. President Xi, <laughs> we stand with the Chinese Muslims. The Uyghur. <laughs> Honestly, they might not even be Chinese. It's hard to say. So is it because they're technically a Turkic racial group. I don't know if they consider themselves Chinese. Really? You know who considers them Chinese? The Chinese government says you're <laughs> fucking Chinese and you need to act Chinese. Right. You know? It well, is. Um, we stand with the Uyghurs. I did stop playing the the card game Hearthstone on my phone because they support because they were not they were too much in bed with China. So now I play a different card game on my phone. It's called Eternal. You guys can find me on there. John Pal Rivera, 8093. <laughs> Look me up. What's it called? It's called Eternal. <laughs> what is Eternal? Though? It's a collectible card game on your phone. You're looking like Magic <laughs> the Gathering. You know that? But it's like on your phone. Oh, and so, but China doesn't have its mitts in this? China, not yet. Not yet. Is it, is it run by Weezers? China just built... <laughs> It is an all Muslim collectible card game. China, where the, but the most sacred card is the Muhammad card, but it's blank. <laughs> There's nothing there, but it's super powerful. It can do anything. Uh, all things are possible through it. Wow! China just built a high speed train in Uganda. Really? Yeah, that's wow. badass, dude. What are they using it to? Do they just running over Uyghurs with it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uganda's thing is more like running over gay people. They're very right. anti-gay. Right. Yeah. yeah Uganda, they, they famously have the first they lick the poo-poo. That's yeah, that guy. That's that guy. You should check that out on YouTube if you've never seen that. That's one of the best YouTube clips of all I, time. You know what? I'm going to skip that one, actually. <laughs> it I, is so funny, though. Is. He's so dead on about gay sexual practices <laughs> that it's hilarious. He's like, first they eat the poo-poo. It comes out of the butt. They oh eat the my. poo-poo. <laughs> It's, you know what, as a, you know, it totally makes sense. It's pretty, it's really inappropriate. Teen but, uh, Vogue would approve, though. Right. Yeah, what happened? What is up with Teen Vogue becoming a, who pro took over, anal sex? Who took over Teen Vogue and turned it into one of the nation's hardest hitting journalistic pieces? President Xi. <laughs> <laughs> President Xi wanted to pacify the American youth by getting them involved in butt stuff, so they turned a blind eye to the persecution of the Uyghur people. 
<laughs> All right. So what's the show that we watched? Well, today? speaking of uh, speaking of anti-gay stuff, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of anti-gay. There's a lot of toxic masculinity. Anti-gay is an opposed to or an auntie who is <laughs> <laughs> just an auntie who has a who has another auntie. They come together <laughs> and you guys don't really talk about it, but you guys know what's up. Um, there's a lot of toxic masculinity in uh, in MMA culture, and we watched a show today all about mixed martial arts. It's right. a show called. Kingdom. This was a show that ran from 2014 to 2017 on the Audience Network. <laughs> what the fuck is the Audience Network? I don't really know. Do you think that by you, so like you and your friend Matt Kona and your friend Ted Pettingale all love UFC, are you guys also sort of standing up against tax, toxic masculinity uh, by being involved in well, it? Well, <laughs> um, what's that woman's name? Martha? Martha? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. (laughs) (laughs) She's in there, so that's toxic femininity. Ronda Ronda Rousey, though, she doesn't fight. She hasn't fought in like years. She's out. She got her ass kicked. She, she wears high heels now, right? She got stomped out by Amanda Nunes, who has yet to lose to anybody since. Is that the cyborg? No, that's Chris Cyborg. Amanda Nunes also beat her. She's what? Amanda Nunes is like amazing. Is it because she has man in her name that's, that she's good at it? That's I think <laughs> that's got to be it. She's from Brazil. She's incredible. She has uh, she has a a girlfriend who's going to be pregnant what? soon. Yeah. How is she going to get pregnant? Huh? Uh, I'm going to knock her up. <laughs> I'm going to be Do a you surrogate. Think they would let you be the sperm donor for Amanda Nunes' child? Uh, no, I don't think they would. That'd be sick, though. Wow. Jack has a better chance though, because he's blonde, blue eyes, has a college degree, right? Tall. What, what's the guy's name? Danica Patrick? No. Um. <laughs> the race car driver? <laughs> I don't know. The guy who runs UFC. Dana, Dana White. White. Dana White. Dana White is probably, you know, he's probably pretty excited about this. He's. Do you think that he will? Why? Because the, a woman being pregnant who does UFC, that's like. That's a good look for them, right? For the, a pregnant woman to get into a mixed martial arts fight. Dude, yeah. that would be such an easy fight. You have such a huge weak point to strike at. <laughs> well, it would be tough to make weight, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched a show about a retired MMA fighter who comes back for one big Can fight. I t- say this? That was not clear that in the finale that he was retired. I thought he was just an old ass dude who kept fighting. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's not that clear. I only knew it from reading the synopsis. George yeah. Foreman famously fought in, into his late 40s. Yeah. He was winning. He was doing quite well. He was going to fight Tyson. Was he? Yeah. George Foreman was like fighting into his 40s when Tyson was still cooking. Damn. But How come that fight never came together? Uh, there's so much to lose for Mike Tyson. He also might have been in prison for a rape charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Damn. You love doing the Mike Tyson impression. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the show's about uh, UFC fighters, whatever. Um, Zach, let's get a BSB. Yeah. Broad strokes break down. So we have a bit of a MMA family, similar to the Rocky Johnson, who is the patriarch of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson family. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are to what the Johnson family is to the UFC. Okay. And so Frank Grillo, Alvi Kukina, Kalina is going to fight this guy. But his son just died, and his son was gay, and then his other son doesn't like him because he preferred his gay brother. (laughs) So that's kind of the whole synopsis. And if I could pan this show, and and Frank has to try and make weight. He's got a coach, but the coach calls him coach. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And this show has huge swaths of no dialogue, like eight to ten minutes at a time. Yeah, I pulled up another window. I was just browsing the web. I was like, "This is so boring." Just like scenes of them fighting. It's not a good fight. But you know what? Let me say this in a way that's actually nuanced, in a sense. I noticed that Alvy was kind of a boxing-dominant fighter. He preferred to punch rather than get down and grapple. That seemed to be his strength. I don't know, I maybe. I could be wrong. But he, he trained yeah, with boxing gloves. There was a lot of standing up punching from him. If you're going to write a UFC fighter for like a movie or a show, he's got to be a heavy puncher. Because it's just not going to make for entertaining television <laughs> if he's just grappling. It's like, yeah. wow, look at that grapple. People really don't respect grappling. They don't like to watch it. I don't it's not popular. It. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, get it. I, I like it. People just don't I like, like I just like seeing men rub against each other. <laughs> and, and I don't like kickboxing either. The only kicking I like is kick line and co- a chorus line. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's the BSB. The, the show does have an incredible amount of like, it's a lot of music. at the ocean with weird music. Yeah, yeah. so can I say this? I'm so glad this show got canceled. Yeah, you can say it. They did a horrible job <laughs> with this production. Audience <laughs> Network should be completely embarrassed that what they even the let this on. What the fuck is Audience Network? I still think we they should. Did, um, they've also aired the Mr. Mercedes uh, Stephen King adaptations. <laughs> wow. They've done, they've done a couple of shows. Dude, Mr. Stephen Mercedes is, like I think, somewhat popular. Should we watch it? Yeah, we could do it, maybe. All right, well... We're audience network. Fuck you. You made us watch this. I'm this sure sucks. that whole network is off the air now. No, audience network is still around. Really? Is yeah. it by Byron? Who's that comic? Byron, the wicked rich guy who makes the TV and then puts Dan Ninen? <laughs> <laughs> Dan Ninen, right? He's no, rich. no, Byron something. Byron Saxed? No, I don't I know. Don't know. Well, none of us know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking Jump about. Jump you, you're the UFC fan. Were, did you ever hear the show when it was out? Or? No, I never heard about the show, really. I like. I think I may. I don't know if I ever heard about it, but when I was looking up shows to do, I was like, oh, this is an MMA show. I love mixed martial arts. We should do it. Right. What do you I, I picture myself as one day a successful mixed martial artist. <laughs> I might start getting into fighting and grappling soon. Why did they call it Kingdom? They train at the Navy Street Gym, so it was originally called Navy Street. Yeah. What does Kingdom have to do with I, MMA? I believe it's Al. I believe it was Alvi King Kalina. That was his nickname. Okay. Oh, he was right, King Kalina, right. and so the his gym is the Kingdom. You right. know. Okay, a little it, weak, but I get it. <laughs> I think fiefdom would have rang yeah. a little more. Uh, show, people don't know what a fiefdom is. No one would watch that. If you really, this no one watched the show. This anyway. went three <laughs> seasons. This went three seasons. Fuckface. One of the Jonas brothers is in this. Nick Jonas played the gay Kalina who was killed. Wow. And, all right, so you well, saw, I don't technically we, know that the gay Kalina kid was killed. We have talked about we? on this podcast. Yeah, Jack, you brought it up in the first what? and only instance we use this. That Nick Jonas has been accused of queer baiting. He like he has a major <laughs> gay male fandom. He like plays yes. up possibly him being and gay. Ariana Grande. Yeah, it, well, I think she does a different kind of baiting, but he does <laughs> does does. Does queer baiting? She and does he's Rachel playing a, Dole's all style yeah. baiting. Oh, but now he's playing a gay character. That's very interesting. He really leaned into the gay experience. I didn't yeah. know this about what are, what other gay roles is Nick? Whatever it was, he just g- like appears Nick. on the cover of like gay magazines, fully nude. Yeah, saying oh. like, "Come here, boys." Come really? Here. Yeah. yeah. He has a. Stop. And then when you try yeah. to hook up with him, he doesn't. He's not into. No, he's, really. he hits you. Well, and he <laughs> says, "What's wrong with you?" And then he says, "I have a wife." Yeah, yeah. Does he really have a wife? Yeah, he got married in a very high-profile Indian wedding to this actress who's like 40. Really? Queer, queer baby. Amal Clooney? 
<laughs> yeah, uh, actually, please refer to Amal Clooney, I mean, Nick Jonas, as the husband of famed human rights lawyer Amal Clooney. <laughs> Nick, uh, what's it called? Nick Jonas, the character he plays. I had to look this up because it, it was not clear from the episode. It, he is shot and killed in the episode before this. Right. It shows us in the previously on part of this episode that there's been a murder and that Nick Jonas was on the show. There's but, been a murder in Savannah. <laughs> yeah, there's been a murder. This was an office crossover episode. <laughs> but not really a murder, a justified homicide. Was it? Yeah, because so Nick Jonas, he's gay, and he's trying to come out to his father, Alvy Kalina, his Frank Grillo. The king. Yeah, the king. And the his father king. his father is like, what are you, some kind of faggot? And his He's his, like, yeah, dad. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm some, you. I'm some kind of faggot. <laughs> and so he runs out of the bar, and there's like a big emotional scene. And the bar, the bouncer like, the bouncer like puts his hand on Nick Jonas, and Nick Jonas says none of that. He like throws him down and starts beating on the bouncer, and the bouncer just pulls a piece and shoots him dead. Oh, that, that's good. not a fair fight. No, that's fair. I, I'm glad that he shot him. You can't just be punching people if you're a UFC trained fighter. Yeah, but the the bouncer touched. He put his hands on Nick Jonas, <laughs> so Nick Jonas fought back. The bouncer initiated this whole thing. I think the bouncer like just put his hand on his shoulder and like immediately was taken down the ground. And was starting savagely pummeled. Oh, do you think the <laughs> bouncer was making a romantic advance? <laughs> and he was Nick like, Jonas- "Just because I'm on a magazine doesn't mean you can touch me." <laughs> Dude, so the king, so that's why the king was all upset the whole our whole episode. Yeah, he's, yeah, because his son was dead. His, no, but he's got more guilt than I recognize because he also was the reason w- his son got into that altercation. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't loving and accepting of his son when his son tried, and then his son died moments later. And now, with all this emotional turmoil, he has to go in there. And he has to fight somebody else. And he has, he has to, to fight not just somebody else. He has to fight UFC legend Matt Hughes. Yeah, tell us, Jumpo, what do you know about Matt Hughes? Because you are you're our resident MMA fan. Is Matt Hughes a real man? Matt Hughes is yeah, a real... Yeah, I recognize him. Yeah, Matt Hughes is a real mixed martial arts fighter. Um, He's Matt, a real man. He, I don't know. What, I don't know if you held the title in the UFC, but he was like a popular. He was a popular UFC. I think like welterweight at 170 pounds. White privilege. If uh, he was popular <laughs> without a title, that's white privilege. <laughs> I condemn <laughs> Matt Hughes. This is a classic example of white mediocrity, black excellence. Well, you might want to condemn him. It is John Jones, John Bones Jones. He's being persecuted by the media <laughs> as Robert Kraft is getting hand jobs and building up white people like Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes was hit by a train two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) After the show came out. Like a Chinese Ugandan train? (laughs) The Chinese train just come out to its father. The Chinese government found out that he was a practicing Muslim. No. (laughs) Matt Hughes was like in his truck on the train tracks. He got hit by a train. And it's kind of like. It's kind of like, did his car stall or was he... Or did Hillary Clinton push it there? <laughs> <laughs> did Hillary So Clinton- he got hit by a train and he almost died. He survived, but he's like, we'll never be the same again, obviously. Um, and even before that, he wrote, Matt Hughes wrote a book, a biography. And a book apparently has an ins- has crazy stuff in it. Um, like, so let me get... I'll give you a couple of excerpts. So a guy Please. read his book and then basically summarize what Matt, this is stuff Matt Hughes put in his own book about his life. And it's like absolutely crazy. Read it as Matt Hughes. Uh, <laughs> After the accident. Okay. Okay. 
I cheated my way through college, getting A's in classes I proudly say that I never attended. Uh, me and other wrestlers bully everybody at Lincoln Junior College and break a bunch <laughs> of uh, break break a bunch of fags. Oh, they tip no. over. I tip. We tipped over people's cars and we flood the dorms on purpose. We None reach, of this happened. We reach a new <laughs> low uh, when we also make light of the fact that one of my college buddies could not read or write. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, probably. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Later, it gets even more. Dis- I'm just going to read it as it's written. Later, it gets even more disturbing when he describe when Matt Hughes describes mutilive- mutilating a live baby piglet by cutting off its testicles and throwing them at a friend. Damn. Uh, a family member shoots himself over a girl, and Matt skips the funeral and decides to go wrestling to a wrestling meet instead. After getting drunk one night, they take a bunch of girls, quote unquote, swimming. Uh, there is a whirlpool. Uh-oh. That's formed. Wait, in an Whoa. indoor pool? <laughs> that's sick. No, it's, it's in like some kind of outdoor thing. Uh, there's a whirlpool that's formed, and Matt and two other drunk college kids get caught in the current. Matt pulls himself out, but the two other college kids drowned. What? He talks about how God saved him. <laughs> they feel so sorry for the two kids that died. Uh, that the same night they go out and get drunk again and look for more <laughs> chicks. <laughs> they, end up at, they end up at a house party and are having no luck with the girls, so they start eating food. When confronted by the homeowner, they throw them through a window and leave before the cops get there. Oh, Jesus. my God. So Matthews is not a good dude. Or he's, he's complicated. Or he's a super cool party <laughs> animal. <laughs> Matt Hughes, real guy, and this is a guy, apparently, so when he got hit by the train, of course, there was like a ton of uh, sympathy for him because mm. he almost died. Right. But then shortly, and then like maybe like a year ago or maybe a few months ago, his like family came out with like a, a bunch of them got restraining orders because he said he's extremely violent. Well, he's probably even more violent as a result of the injury. Could right. be. Head injuries, bad news. And then you don't want him violent because he's, he's like, it's bad when other people are violent, but it's especially bad when you're violent when you're like one of the deadliest people in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you have trained fighting yeah. and violence for just like years. I, I actually think Ted Kennedy related to Matt Hughes is having had a similar <laughs> swimming experience with a young woman. <laughs> Whirlpools are dangerous. I know we talked on the Patreon about how whirlpools are a lot of fun, but we just found out they're also dangerous. Yes, they are. But if you're a blue-collar white American with an above-ground swimming receptacle... <laughs> Get the whole fam in there. Go wild. <laughs> like you're getting, you're a blue collar white American like Matt Hughes was, and that's how he got to where he was. Pushed ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so I actually remember Matt Hughes from my fighting days as a UFC. You were fighter. a UFC fighter? I was. You were an MMA practitioner. Yeah, I was. I was a fighter in the UFC for many years. I was known as the strongest, fastest fighter in the world and considered by many to be the best at 30 because I was 40 and 0. Wow. Until Conor McGregor challenged me to a fight. That guy's a loser. Even though he was 60, I knew I was going to lose because he was truly the world's greatest fighter and man. (laughs) (laughs) So before I could take the fight, I forfeited and gave him the belt. Bullshit. I was ashamed and disgraced, and the world laughed at me. I decided to move to the toughest city in America to begin to train for a comeback. (laughs) I moved to Boston, where I began to train again with Mark Wahlberg. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) This was the best training I'd ever done. It was a a unique blend of jujitsu and Vietnamese bashing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was feeling at my strongest after I had blinded the grandson of the Asian man that Mark had blinded years before. (laughs) Mark saw me walk out of the convenience store where he was standing there laughing with Shane Gillis, who made racist voices the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) They both said, you're ready. And I challenged Conor McGregor to a rematch the next day. Nice. 
He died, though, unfortunately, protecting us from 9-11 2, the bigger, badder sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I was set up to fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. Never. You have no chance. the weakest man who oh. ever lived. And I kicked his ass handily and moved on with my life. Bull. Oh, fuck. I'm pissed. <laughs> dude, can I you f- believe that? I kicked Khabib's ass, dude. Khabib is undefeated dude, in mixed martial I arts. I would wreck him. But you can't ruin the one true religion, Islam. <laughs> <laughs> I was, is Khabib possibly a Uyghur? He's from the similar area. Yeah. Like that area of Russia da- bleeds into China. Okay. <laughs> so you think Khabib stands... Do you think Khabib also gave up his collectible card game? Because it was... <laughs> Too similar because of China connections. I believe that would be true. Do you think that Khabib will boycott the new Space Jam because of LeBron's comments? Yeah, I think he probably will. They <laughs> tried in the UFC game to make Khabib do a cross, so he's familiar with Muslim persecution. Absolutely. <laughs> I am familiar with Muslim persecution <laughs> as a formerly Muslim uh, boxing promoter. Most former chess boxing fans remember my days as a promoter named Don Queen. <laughs> I was a flamboyant cross-dressing promoter who tried to redeem my community through boxing. I would schedule fights for rough-and-tumble blue-collar Boston tough guys and help them get sweet paychecks. Nice. My most famous fight was billed as the, quote, not quite white, a fight against racial oppression. I had two men of color in this fight. I had an Irish-American law student (laughs) and legislative intern on Beacon Hill, a.k.a. Michael Man of Color (laughs) O'Connor, face off against Mike the Skinny Guinea Saltalamacchia, who worked as a computer programmer in Amazon's (laughs) machine intelligence division in Kendall Square. The bout was a bloodbath between two classic Bostonians. (laughs) Mike castled and had Tommy on a checkmate during the second round. (laughs) This should have been the end of the fight, but the bell rang. In addition to being a promoter as Don Queen, I was also the ring girl. (laughs) And in between rounds, I would do an interpretive dance to a different Kevin Spacey movie trailer. (laughs) In the middle of round three, blue-collar Boston hero and union thug Marty Walsh stomped into the arena. He was upset that the fight was being sponsored by Chick-fil-A. And he wanted to show America that Boston was not a place for hate. Nice. He ran into the ring and charged at me. I panicked and reached under my dress and ripped off my garter belt. (laughs) Mayor Walsh began pelting me with chicken McNuggets from the always ethical McDonald's, yelling, hate has no home here. Tommy tried to help me out by distracting Mayor Walsh and asking him to sign off on a building permit for a luxury condo in Mattapan Square. (laughs) Meanwhile, Mikey blew vape smoke into Marty's eyes. Marty immediately collapsed, and I choked him with my garter belt until he began to mumble like Tom Menino. (laughs) After this incident, Dana White had me banned from chess boxing, and I had retired to playing Hustler Chess in Harvard Square. Whoa. That was pretty good. Wait, what's chess boxing? That's where you play like like three minutes of chess, and then you do like three minutes of boxing. It's pretty sick. Why is that sick? Because it's like a mental acuity and also physical power. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you guys are talking about, though, because I also was involved in combat sports. Oh, wow. Yeah. A few years ago, I was leaving a comedy show inside of a laundromat where I had talked about eating ass for 10 minutes straight. (laughs) It was a BYOB show, and I was drinking heavily because none of the girls in the laundromat wanted to fuck me. (laughs) I was pulled over, and I was arrested. My lawyer did a shit job because he was more focused on his celebrity client, Vern Troyer. <laughs> when I would go to his office to discuss my case, he would just make me sign hundreds of glossy 8x10s of Vern Troyer with a forged signature, and I was found guilty of DUI. Oh, no. The judge sentenced me to five years in prison. 
I got jacked and trained boxing inside of prison, and I uh, I trained grappling by fighting off the sexual advances of my roommate uh, Jared Remy, my cellmate. <laughs> Uh, when I was released from prison, I became an MMA fighter because my criminal conviction meant that I could no longer get a steady job. I quickly rose to the ranks in the local MMA scene and became known as Jailhouse John. I was known for my finishing maneuver. It was called the Stomp the Prison Yard, where I would stomp my, my opponent's foot at the request of my coach, Matt Serra. My powerful calves would shatter the foot, and I would win by TKO. I was taking off. Jailhouse John t-shirts were selling fast, and novelty foam foots were common at my fights. Then the big night came. I was getting a shot at the big time. I was to fight on Dana White's Tuesday night contender series, and if I won, I would almost certainly get a UFC contract. Wow. I walked to the cage that night prepared to win and dominate the UFC, but my opponent one-upped me. He had painted his toenails, and I couldn't stop staring at his gorgeous feet. <laughs> we got into the clinch, and I raised my leg for the foot stomp, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. Instead, I dropped to my hands and knees and began oh to God. suck and lick his toes. <laughs> Booze rained down on the octagon oh my God. Uh, as the crowd began to scream and litter the octagon with trash. Dana White called me a disgusting, kinky pervert. <laughs> And I was banned from fighting for the rest of my life. Oh, no. But it was a small price to pay to discover the beautiful world of kink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, John Paul, how long have you actually liked UFC? Because you actually do follow it pretty closely. Uh, you went to a weigh-in last week. I mean, I did. I did go to a weigh-in. That's big-time fandom. I, they let me weigh in on the scale. <laughs> what you no, clocking at? Uh, I was talking at 391. <laughs> Are you fighting in super the heavyweight, featherweight? Super heavyweight division. Damn. Um, Did they actually let you clock in? No. No. Oh, I was wondering, maybe that's like part of the perk. If you get there early, you can. I can see that. No, they don't let you do that. Um, no, I mean, just, I've been following for a few years. It's fun. What drew you to it? You don't like sports, but you do like this one. Um, just the gr men grinding against each other was, was really <laughs> what I like the most. Man on man contact. Yeah, it's great. It's it's. Do you close your eyes for cyborg fights? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because she's taking so much testosterone. She kind of reminds me of a man sometimes. Did she take testy? Oh yeah. No, no. How dare you? <laughs> I was just joking. Do you like boxing? No, boxing is too complicated. Boxing is like hard for me to follow. <laughs> MMA is much easier. MMA is much simpler. Does anyone stomp on feet like you talk about? Matt, yeah, you can stomp on feet. That's allowed. Matt Sarah, who famously um, beat, he knocked out George St. Pierre. He, when he coaches, he's famously always like yelling, like, stomp the feet. He's like, <laughs> thinks that's just like a killer move. Is he a foot guy? <laughs> I really don't know, but I mean, exactly. you you should take a look. I mean, yeah. it takes one to know one, and exactly. you're a big foot guy. You're a big foot I'm guy. I'm not a foot guy. <laughs> you are a huge foot guy. Hey, guys, send out feet pics to the pod. Yes. Serious finale at, at gmail.com. I will incinerate them because that's a form of kink, which I find <laughs> disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> Be honest with our fans. We our fans they appreciate honesty. Tell I'm them. not a foot guy. Tell, tell them what you said <laughs> though about feet the other week. No, you did. No, you did. You referenced some feet and you said they were beautiful. No. And then you caught yourself <laughs> midway through it. You caught yourself. And you go, oh, they're not. I didn't. No, oh. I did not say that. They were, like, <laughs> they they were beautiful feet. Oh, no, let um, me let me put a full thought experiment on you. Is <laughs> is there such thing as a beautiful pair of eyes? Yes. Okay. Is there such thing as beautiful hands? Yes. Yeah. Is there a such thing as an <laughs> ugly foot? 
Yes. Then but there's probably a such not thing as a beautiful foot. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I said. You're a foot guy. You just uh, said it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a kinky, kinky man. Yeah, we're, we're both. We dude. both embrace our so kink. If you like feet, if you think there's beautiful feet, then you know you're what? also a kinkster. I'm standing with President Xi because of the ancient <laughs> form of foot binding, <laughs> which is anti foot. So I have to come out pro. Wow. I, I I do think that you should be truthful with the fans. I'm not a kinky guy. I have just acknowledged that there exists a spectrum oh. <laughs> of feet. Oh, boy. Um, so that's like one of the big things, Matt. Not, in this show, Matt Hughes, it's a lot of them just training for this big fight. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. The, uh, the third or fourth, like, them staring at the ocean being like our gay friend's dead moment. I was like, that's... Our gay son. The only gay thing son. that I like about this dynamic is it seems to me that Alvin Cooney wasn't maybe that involved in his children's upbringing. Maybe not. But in spite of that, they've, like, really... It, it has to do with maybe nature versus nurture. Like, even though their dad wasn't around, they don't really have a familial relationship with him, but they have a professional working relationship with him. Yeah. yeah they're, they're in the same trade. I think that's cool. Right. Yeah. Did you guys ever think about following your father's footsteps and getting into the same business? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That popcorn's good. <laughs> no, not really. I did. I definitely thought that I would, like... Go into the business of, of owning your father's business. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which being, seems pretty good. Yeah, being in the trade show world. My know? father did uh, briefly own a convenience store, though. My grandfather used to own a convenience store. I'm not ruling out that I'll own a convenience store. Dude, if you own a convenience store, what would you specialize in? Backdoor comedy shows. <laughs> wow. And How, would you sell alcohol? A reflexology. <laughs> would you sell alcohol? Yeah, I would sell alcohol Hell gambling. Yeah. It would be a real place for sad people to ruin their lives. <laughs> I would sell alcohol to teenagers and then call the cops on them. <laughs> I'd find out where the party was. Say, I'll drop a keg off later, guys. Bros. Yeah. And then I would send a uh, popo. They're on the ray. That's so fucked up. Would yeah. you sell hot cigarettes, Jack, as a beneficiary of them? Hell yeah. I, would, you, I wouldn't tell the cops about the cigarettes, though. You, I think that's cool. You better hope Matt Hughes is not at that party. He'll throw you through a fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the Matt Hughes, though, you know what I did appreciate about them getting an actual MMA fighter for like the big climax scene? Yeah. His feet were mangled in the appropriate way. <laughs> His ears were mangled in yeah, the appropriate big time way. Call, that's right? a big thing in MMA wrestling. When you wrestle, a lot of times your ears get damaged. They get cauliflower ears. Right. Boston slash Fort Collins, Colorado comedian Tim McIntyre has cauliflower ears. Oh, gross. Ryan Shea has some cauliflowering in these ears as well. He's just from BJJ, from Jiu-Jitsu. Right. We're, um, never mind. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Right, cauliflower, cauliflower ears. ears. Right, right. Uh, I thought it was cool that they used, because they did try to use cauliflower air. Yeah, the, on, the, the like, guy who the plays, actors. the guy who plays Jay, what's his name, Jonathan Taylor? Jay. Jonathan Jay Taylor. Jonathan Tucker. Here, but it's terrible looking. Do you think it's makeup? Yeah, it's definitely makeup. Maybe it is. And it looked horrible. I mean, cauliflower ear is terrible looking when it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but good. you must feel like a boss if you have it. No, uh, dude. I think you feel deformed. No, I think it's a, it's like a mark You know of like what could warrior. take off, though? Get infiltrating cake. online, like, incel communities and telling them that women love cauliflower ear. Mm. And you would get all these guys just bashing the side of their head. I think that would work. That would be a good commentary on online gullibility and hate. You should, we should try it. And but what if it worked? Men. What if all these women started getting their pussies wet from the cauliflower ear? Then I would just get cauliflower ear. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would just follow my own advice. <laughs> and you would actually, it would be double win, right? Because you would cure incelism and, like, people would 
you know, you're going to save the world, dude. Stop murdering each other. Yeah, I think people are overlooking that the cause of mass shootings is men without cauliflower ear. <laughs> I mean, that was one thing you could say, maybe, but maybe we should do the other thing that Matt Hughes did and encourage them to just sit on the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> With the Uyghurs, the incels and the Uyghurs waiting in line. No, we want there to save a, the Uyghurs. There's an MMA fighter named Colby Covington who's like a, a who's going to be fighting for the welterweight championship soon, and he's known as like a real fucking. He's like a guy who was not very popular, so he started doing a whole like sort of fake persona where he's like a MAGA guy, and he made like some really like lame crack about Matt Hughes that like really riled people up about about you know watching out for trains. So he's a good heel. Yeah, he's definitely going for like a heel thing. But it's working. He's getting bigger fights. Uh, Yeah, it is working. It is working. A lot of people really hate him, though. I I find him to be kind of annoying. Everyone in MMA will say like, oh, his act doesn't bother me. But it really does for a lot of people. (laughs) Does it it personally bother you? Does it personally bother me? Do you feel like... No, it doesn't bother me. Which (laughs) (laughs) bother? It bothers me because I feel like he's a bad representative of the love, beauty, and strength. Of you would Trump like voters. this though, because Portuguese people really don't like Brazilians. He called everyone in Brazil filthy animals. No, I love Brazilian people. No, well, Portuguese people usually don't. Right. That's unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a tour for people from a bunch of teens from from uh, from Argentina. And they don't like Brazilians. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I just thought the whole region didn't like Brazil because I was doing a bunch of team, a bunch of people from Argentina, and I was like something about Brazilian. They were like, "It's better than Brazil." And I was like, "You guys have a problem with Brazil?" And they were like, "No." And then one kid was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you can like make jokes about Argentina. It's in like Brazilian comedy shows, and it kills. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. What's their deal? With Argentina. Well, Argentina... Were they a former colony or something? No, Argentina's just very European. Like, everybody is from Italy, and they stick their nose up. Argentina thinks they're in Europe, basically, is everybody's (laughs) criticism. They're very pompous. Really? They think they're better than everyone else. Are they better than Brazil? No, I would much rather go to Brazil than Argentina. Not like a working class... I don't like the way that Argentina speaks Spanish. I've never even heard of a beautiful Argentine woman, so I'm not really... I'm not not interested, frankly. Not like a working class, regular Boston guy who sits in a Harvard chair every time he records a podcast. (laughs) I think Argentina, their whole country is a Harvard chair. (laughs) Jump on. So this show is a lot about a gay MMA fighter. Has there been a gay MMA fighter besides all the lesbos? Oh, shit. And besides gay MMA fans. Has there ever been a gay fighter? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, there are there are a lot of gay women. Like, for instance, Amanda Nunez, she's the first openly gay UFC champion. Has there been an openly straight UFC champion? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not like really being fresh. I'm kind of being honest. Like, what do you mean? I you mean, think that I it's guess gay? What's her name was? I'm, I'm the only one I know is Amanda Nunes, and she is gay. No, like no, a straight that, woman? Like Ronda Rousey, she's Ronda straight. Ronda Rousey was... Was she open about it, though? I kind of <laughs> thought she was a little closeted. <laughs> <laughs> she was queer-baited. <laughs> um, I don't know of a gay guy. That's like the WNBA. Oh, the you NBA. know what? There is one really gay UFC fighter. Uh, Conor McGregor. You've heard of him? <laughs> hey! Oh, Woo! In that, your face. So the UFC sort of models itself after the WWE. After they the tra- WNBA. <laughs> No, the WWE. And has there been a gay wrestler either? Yeah, there was... Um, Roman Reigns? No. Goldust. I forget this dude's name. I think name. Goldust was gay. There was like a guy who like came out to TMZ Reporters as being a gay pro wrestler. I mean... On the roster. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is rumored. I'm not commenting one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> but Why don't you make a comment? It's out there. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, there's been a bunch of uh, there there's are, a bunch of gay wrestlers. There are whispers. John Cena. No. Yeah. He's got a wife. Yeah, Dude. but he could still be gay. John uh, Cena's from Mass. Dude, he, he never talks about his wife when I'm sucking his dick. <laughs> Mass never brings her up. Damn. Massachusetts legalized gay marriage in 2006, the same year Cena debuted his jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of being accepting of, you know, gay communities, uh, one of the clips that we're going to hear is, uh, is Jay, Al, uh, Alvy's son, confronting Alvy Kalina about... Uh, the death of Nick Jonas mm. and how they're dealing with it. Cause there's a lot of, te- they, how do they deal with this stuff when they're now, when they're so walled off emotionally as MMA fighters? Ready? Yeah. So walled off. <laughs> that was a great intro. They're very walled off as MMA fighters. He's the only one who gave a shit. I wouldn't even be talking to you without him. I wouldn't even be alive. I fucking used him to stay alive. And he asked you for one thing. For one moment, he wanted you to know who he was. He wanted you to fucking pull him in and say, relax, son. I got you, son. I wanted to. I didn't know what he was saying to me. I, I, I just needed, a, I just needed a fucking minute. I, I didn't. You know had I, his whole fucking life in your hands. You know what? I'm no fucking better. Neither's mom. So we can just live with that together. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? that was uh, another embarrassing scene. Yeah. That show, that's, you think it's, the it's show melodramatic. So it's so dramatic. I think it is unfair for the kid. And granted, I don't know the whole relationship between Alvy and his. Oh, you don't think gay it's fair son. for Jay to, com- to, to put this on the guy? Like, no. He, he got the news, then his kid ran out and got killed. But, you know, <laughs> who's to say that ten, tw- two hours later, he wouldn't have been at his son's house with, like, roses and, like, a Nick Jonas magazine to, you know, <laughs> to, to make it up. I, I don't think everyone right. needs to have it's a perfect response instantaneously. No, I agree with you. It's not fair to put it on. And me- meanwhile, let's set a picture of it. This kid is in the dumbest looking haircut of all oh, time. Oh, Jay? Yes. Jonathan Tucker? He Jonathan looks great. Tucker, he's got a, bowl, a Friar Tuck bowl cut. <laughs> Like Dude, that's a mohawk, bro. It it's is it's so fucking, bad. This is common in MMA. It, he's walking. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, bad hairdos. It's like a main thing. It's like one way to stick out. If you don't want to be a heel, Michael Chiesa. Yeah. He had a, he had a big ass mullet for a long time. That was his. It was his calling card. <laughs> Not, like mullet, why don't you dude. Just be a better fighter. Dude, dude, if I'm I was an MMA fighter, I'd I would him get up. my hair jerry curled and go real long so it was real stiff and it was up high. Yeah. And then I would <laughs> shave a hole in the middle and I'd call it the in-ground pool whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> the above-ground pool whirlpool hairdo. Yes, dude. That'd and even when I was killing dudes, I would put their head inside of my hair. Oh, wow. that's interesting. You suffocate them? Then I would kiss their feet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I a, knew it. I knew it. There's also a referee with like long braids down to his ankles. Did you see that with the? Oh yeah, his, that's a uh, belt. That's belt. Mike Beltron is the guy who has the long beard. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Mike looking. Beltron. He's a he's an MMA referee. He has like a beard that is like braided and it goes down to like his belly button, probably right. longer. Why are you is, looking it up? Yeah, I want to look up Mike Beltron. Why yeah. is MMA so obsessed with bad hairs? Is it? I think MMA. All right, so MMA. It's I. One of the things I like about it is that like. It's. I'm not big into sports, but this is a sport that's filled with just people that are just really weird. Yeah, like there's a lot of just like weirdo fucks in MMA, like, (laughs) like in like team sports and stuff. It feels like you kind of have to like gel really well. You have to be more sociable. In MMA, I think it is kind of team sport because you're training, but there's a lot of you're on your own, so you develop your own weird quirks and stuff like that. Two things: one, Mike Beltran is worth five million dollars, which is crazy. Wow, and. Two days ago, his parents celebrated 49 years. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shout out to Mike Beltra. You know, Matt Kona, who listens to the podcast, big MMA fan, he will actually get a kick out of that. Shout out Mike <laughs> Beltran and Mr. and Mrs. Beltran for a long and successful <laughs> marriage. Dude, they got to be old as fuck because Mike Beltran's got to be in his 40s. Well, that's how he actually started refing MMA. probably in their f- 70s, yeah. Well, he's how he started refing MMA fights. He would ref uh, his dad beating his mom. <laughs> yeah, his, his dad's he, throwing plates at the wall <laughs> near his mother's head. <laughs> he would be like, all right, that's it. Back to your corners. 30 uh, seconds. Nice clean fight here. Mike <laughs> Beltran specializes in... Uh, High stakes physical marital counseling. <laughs> oh, never forget two things about Jerry Seinfeld. One, he used to do that show Marriage Ref. Two, he dated a 17-year-old when he was 40. <laughs> How old was he again? 40. Wow. That is not great, but... But... Love he, is love. Love is love. That is... <laughs> Can you imagine Jerry Seinfeld? He goes up to his dad. Dad, I love this 17-year-old. He's like, he needs a second. Jerry runs out. The bouncer (laughs) taps him on the shoulder. And Jerry (laughs) gets murdered, shot three times, run over by a Porsche. So Alvy, he's like preparing for this fight, and I, if you, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but preparing for a fight, it's a fight camp. It's like it's like eight to twelve weeks. That of always like, stuns me. F- of like extreme physical, and you like you got to cut weight. You got to get yourself in perfect condition. What do they shape. do otherwise? Like I've for never understood. Camp? Like Manny Pacquiao's got an eight week fight camp. What does he do for the rest? You do. Of the year? I mean, you do. You do a lot of conditioning, cardio. Tra- cardio conditioning, so you can go the full rounds. You're doing a lot of sparring. Boxing sparring camps are famously more. Um, they're, uh, MMA, f- MMA is different than boxing in that usually from what I understand that the training is more like you're training at a gym and everyone's training for their own thing. Whereas usually in boxing, boxing is more like star focused. So it's like when you, when M- Manny Pacquiao does like a, a fight camp, the whole fight camp is just all about Manny Pacquiao. Oh, yeah. People used to go to Vegas. Marvin Hagler would do the Prov- province down hotel. There's like public workouts. Yeah. Whereas in MMA fight camps, usually it's less you know, focused on one. So a guy, you're just at a gym and you're happy to be training. Do you think that has to do with the Mike Beltran, like method of life? (laughs) (laughs) That life is not about the individual. It's about the married couple. I don't don't know, but he's got to get ready for this fight. What do you think Mike Beltran's pubes look like? (laughs) I encourage you guys didn't get it. If you guys haven't yet, Google Mike Beltran, take a look at him. Um, He's got to get ready for this big fight. Mike Beltran is a loser. This is a (laughs) million-dollar fight that that King Kalina has to get ready for. Right. 
a million dollars. I love online. the nickname the King. I think that that's good. pretty sick. That's pretty I, good. I'm taking to calling. I was calling men Poppy for a while. I'm calling men King now. If oh. I see you on the ship. So what's up, King? What's up, King? Yeah, yeah that's King. LeBron you know? James is no longer the King because he's pro China. King right. James. Yeah, he's Emperor James now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So the, he's getting ready for this big fight. He's getting ready. And uh, right before, let's get ready for clip two. Right before, uh, right before the his big fight, uh, Jay, the you know the the older brother of Nick who has died, he's gonna come out and he's gonna uh, he's gonna make a big speech. And he asks his father, you know, the father of Nick Nick Jonas, if he's gonna come out and watch. And he's, his dad's like, no, I'm not gonna watch. He's so walled off. Nate was kind. He was courageous. He was brave. He was loyal. He was. Unrelenting. And he was an absolute savage in this cage. My brother was also gay, which I think a lot of you knew. So if you have a fucking problem with that, I think you should stand up right now and speak. Wow. No? A lot of chicken shit motherfuckers in here. Fuck you. You are not allowed to whisper anymore. For all of you who talk shit, who made my brother's walls around him rise up, fuck you. Stand up. Step into this fucking light. And then sit the fuck down because he still would whoop your ass. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, uh, Jay makes this big impassioned speech about his brother, and he challenges anyone to come up there and say something negative about his gay brother. In, Would you guys have stood up and been like, "I didn't like him"? <laughs> no, because I'm pro gay. I'm pro everything. Yeah, in, pro kink, pro foot. No, I'm anti kink. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say your brother was a foot guy. <laughs> Uh, what I think would happen in real life, though, is no one would say anything in that moment, but he would get chirped at the end of it. <laughs> they would say a disparaging remark yeah. after. No, I don't think so. This is not a civilized country. But this was like, these are MMA fans. They're civilized people. They're not a... People would be taking selfies. Someone would be doing a live Instagram. Yeah. Some guy, the whole time the speech was going on, a guy would be like, on IG Live, never knowing what's going on, be like, I'm out here hustling. I got these seats because I sold 67 vector knives. All right, rise and grind, baby, rise and grind. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably true. I, uh, I hated the speech because it was just like, I think Jay Kalina is the worst actor this country's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Tucker? He was so bad. And in this scene where the speech He has a just, lot on his shoulders too. He carries the entire episode. He carries he looks like a weenie and he looks like a drug head, which is disgusting. Yes, he does. He is playing a former addict too. I mean right. Oh, I, then he did do a good job. I'm with him again. This is good. <laughs> no. He, he said he used to be dope sick and all this stuff when he was when he was younger and that Nick Jonas would help him out. Nick Jonas would help him out by sucking out the poison. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're brothers. <laughs> that is a hot 
Do you think they ever played a game of Ultimate Surrender as brothers? Let's pray. Um, no, but the speech was just lame as fuck because it's like to challenge the entire crowd, but you know that the crowd, like, what are they going to do? Like, pummel you? <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing if a guy was just like, he wasn't homophobic. But he wanted to break onto the UFC scene, but he could never get a fight. <laughs> so he just charges down, takes the heel roll, and then pummels Joey Colina as he's crying about his recently dead brother. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, gay MMA happenings, the film, the sequel to Borat, Bruno. Did you guys ever see yeah, Bruno? Yeah, I've only seen the chair it, people. It thing. ends, yeah, it ends with like a big straight pride, like. <laughs> It ends with like a straight pride MMA card. And then it, the big last stunt is that Sasha Baron Conan like makes out with a man oh in front God. of all these like Southern <laughs> rednecks and they flip out. They, they can't, they would have definitely said something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those guys would have said something because he starts making with a man. They start whipping chairs into the octagon. They do? Yes. yes it's yes. fucking crazy. Upset. It's, they get violent as hell Jesus. <laughs> just from seeing two men kiss. Right, wow. but if you went to a, you know, if you went to watch a fight, and you're right, you're right, they're humping, right. You know, it would be kind of jarring, but maybe not, you know, kill them jarring. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that would be the funniest thing ever. If I, know, I went to I agree, any professional sporting event and people started making Tom out. Brady's just making out with the Well, linebacker. that would just be a Brady family reunion. Oh, yes! damn. I walked right into yeah, that. Yeah, dude. He kisses <laughs> everyone dude. on the lips. Remember, Call me Matt Hughes because I got knocked out. Remember Bill and his daughter <laughs> making out? Bill Belichick at the end of the last Super Bowl? Yeah. He tongued his daughter. That was Oh, what? Yeah. And then you started masturbating to it because you love kink. No, it was, it, was, it was February. There were no feet out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do a... Uh, no, we're not doing a role play. We're no, not Deepak done. Chopra. We're not doing that either. We haven't talked about the fight at all. Because the fight stung. It well, lasts a while. There's a lot of grappling. Matt Hughes gets his bottom kicked in, and they start kissing at the end. There's a bunch of blood. <laughs> it's a really well shot, and w- looks like a very realistic MMA realistic. fight. There's grappling. There's striking. Who did you think was going to win? Tim Matt. I really Matt. thought Matt Hughes was going to win. Yeah. I thought that would made for a much better story. Me too. Like an old vet. Not only did he fail his family, but he failed himself. Yeah, in his professional. Pursuits. I think that would make. I just. I love a loser story. Yeah, that's but, why I do the podcast with you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that he was gonna win. Um, and he wins because, by decision. Yeah, they knew that it was over. You know, like they knew the show was over. They wanted to go in on a high note, killing off Nick Jonas and <laughs> and, and, and then uh, defeating the defeating the predator ch- Matt Hughes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then the last shot, I think, is nice, though, because the last shot is King Kalina walking out of the arena and all the stuff. And he walks out all that rigmarole, that excitement, all that stimulation. He just walks back to the showers. And, and then he, he just boards a train. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks on to a freight train. And nails Matt Hughes. <laughs> all right. Let's do a Deepak Chopra. Let's do a Deepak Chopra. That's great. Um, go ahead. I'll go. Something you liked about the show. I like the Navy Street hoodies. I would like to get a <laughs> nice. Navy That's Street a hooded sweatshirt. That's no, a good one. Someone gonna, send that to me. I'm going to stay in that vein. I like the fact that they... This is a popular MMA thing in general, I think, is uh, zip-up sweatshirts without a shirt on underneath. Sick oh, look. Yeah, yeah, it is a sick look. I like it. Uh, my Deepak Chopra moment was um, was definitely uh, the, the weigh-in ceremony face-off where Matt Hughes... Uh, whispers uh, condolences to King Kalina over the death of his son. That was nice, dude. That was the best part of the whole show. 
<laughs> he goes, and the zip up sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a role play, boyos. Right. I'll be um, I'll be King. I'll be Nick Jonas. All I'll right. be I'll be uh, Nick I'll Jonas, be... the character, or the actor. No, I'm gonna be the character he played. Uh, whatever, gay cleaner. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be Nick Jonas, the singer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I'll be um, I'll be Jonathan Tucker. Oh, the America's finest actor. Yes. Oh, I just love coming to the bathhouse and sweating it out with my boys. Oh, I think it's so great. I'm an MMA fighter. Did you know that? Uh, no, but I could tell from your chiseled six-pack and a hot body. That look you at must this. Be- I get in the cage and I fight men. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This is the bathhouse, fellas. Have we lost our way? I'm, uh, I know, you know, but I you lost your towel. Hey. Oh, hey, I can see your penis, but I was per bathhouse rules. I will never reveal its size. Wow. That's really good, guys. I actually need to run a couple things by you. <laughs> you can uh, run a couple things right by, by us. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, auditioning for a new role. This guy looks exactly like me. <laughs> I know, you guys are we do look very similar. <laughs> Dude, oh you wait. Think we look similar everywhere. <laughs> Are you Nick Jonas the singer? You have some amazing music. Can you sing a couple tunes for me? That would be hot. When I was at the beach, I saw some <laughs> topless ladies and some soulless feet. <laughs> that's what I was there for. I love feet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu training? <laughs> Is that like a grappling thing? <laughs> it's heavy grappling. Okay. Um, guys, I'm Jay. training to be in a new television show called... Um, uh, Jay, you're going to be on TV. You're an MMA fighter. Right. It's called The Kingdom of Heaven. And it's I, I play a Christian man spreading the word of Christ through MMA fighting. How but do Jay. you spread? <laughs> <laughs> Well, funny you ask. I spread mostly through readings and my fist, but sometimes I spread them with my fist. Teen moves. Whoa, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you just come on to me, Nick Jonas, in this bathhouse? Dude, I'm straight. No. I thought I got a real vibe I'm from straight. you. I'm straight. What? Yeah. We just had, we had a whole vibe oh, thing going my for God. a while. Guys. I, I'm straight. Wait. You're straight? I have to leave this bathhouse. Why are you on the cover of this? Wait, you're on You're on the sign on the bathhouse door. <laughs> and it says Look, all action all the time. My agent said it would be good for my image to play up this oh, kind of... Oh, a classic queer baiting situation. Are you going to get those gunshot wounds taken care of? <laughs> yeah, you got shot in that television show. I got shot? <laughs> you're about to get shot up with cum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, what do you uh, give this show? Uh, two. Yep, I give it a 1.9. One of the worst shows we've ever watched about America's most boring sport. Oh, <laughs> review. Uh, it was way too long, but I did appreciate the songs. I did like the music. Uh, I give it a three. It is a show wow. a show about a sport that I love that was clearly made by a, a bonehead. I think this probably has our lowest average rating of any show we've ever done. No, we've done... You've given, you've given out zeros before. But then we had like an eight. This is a three, a look two, at, and a 1.9. We well, can go back now. and look. Good night, America. Good night, Good night. guys. <laughs>